Kamusta? This is your host, Alicia, aka your favorite Asian. Before we jump into the topic of this podcast, I would like to address the anti-Asian hate crimes going on in the United States right now. On January 28th, an attack against an 84-year-old Thai man, Vicha Ratanapakti, happened around 8.30 a.m. Paramedics responded to the scene and found the victim lying on the sidewalk in San Francisco. Then two days later, Vicha died due to injuries. San Francisco police arrested 19-year-old Antoine Watson on Saturday, January 30th after serving a warrant at a home in Dolly City. He was booked on suspicion of murder, elder abuse, and assault with a deadly weapon. Officers also arrested 20-year-old Malaysia Gu on suspicion of being an accessory after the fact. On Monday, a judge ruled that Watson will not be released from custody while awaiting trial because the ruling came after prosecutors argued Watson should remain in custody without bail for committing a violent unprovoked attack on a vulnerable victim incapable of protecting himself from harm. Vicha, who was originally from Thailand, was on his morning walk when authorities say Watson charged at him from across the street. Watson is facing up to life in prison. He previously pleaded not guilty to murder and elder abuse and is due back in court on March 4th. Then, on January 31st, three elderly Asian Americans, including a 91-year-old, 60-year-old, and a 55-year-old, were attacked outside the Asian Resource Center in Oakland's Chinatown and along Harrison Street in Oakland, California. There was a surveillance camera that showed the 91-year-old man being shoved to the ground in which he suffered injuries and had to be taken to the hospital to get treatment. Then, the 55-year-old woman lost consciousness after being pushed to the ground. A 28-year-old man, Yahya Muslim, was arrested on February 1st, a day after the attacks. He was charged with four felony accounts, with the charges including three counts of assault with force and one charge of elder abuse. Muslim was placed on a psychiatric hold, but then was transferred from a hospital to the jail shortly after. He has been previously charged for an elder abuse case on August 26, 2020. Prior to this arrest, actors Daniel Day Kim and Daniel Wu had offered a $25,000 reward for information. Muslim is currently on bail of at least $210,000. Also, a 64-year-old grandma was robbed in San Jose, California. She left the bank with $1,000 in cash for Lunar New Year when a car pulled up and blocked her car. Then, they came up to her and grabbed her purse. Her daughter, Kathy Wong, told KTVU that they took her keys and her possessions in an instant, which left her shaken. On February 3rd, a 61-year-old Filipino was slashed on his face with a box cutter and was left bleeding inside an NYC subway train while his assailant escaped. Filipino Noel Quintana said he was on his way to work last Wednesday when the assailant slashed his face from ear to ear for no apparent reason. The assailant started kicking Noel's tote bag, so Noel started to move away from him, and that is when he slashed him. Noel said, I thought he punched me, but I couldn't do anything. And when I saw the reaction from the one seated in front of me, they were so shocked, and that's when I touched my face and saw a lot of blood on my hands. Noel sought help from a station attendant who called 911 for help. He was brought to a nearby hospital where he received a hundred stitches for his slashed face. The New York City Police Department described the assailant as a 20 to 30 year old male with black hair who was last seen wearing a black jacket, red hoodie, blue jeans, red bandana, light color sneakers, and a brown Louis Vuitton face mask. Anyone with information about this incident is asked to call the NYPD's Crime Stopper hotline at 1-800-273-8255. 
1-800-577-TIPS, which is 8477. On February 6th, an Asian-American graduate student from Yale University, Kevin Jiang, was killed in a shooting in New Haven, Connecticut. He also served in the U.S. Army before becoming a graduate student, and he was supposed to finish his master's degree before the end of 2021. There were reports from neighbors saying they heard about five to six gunshots and saw Kevin laying on the sidewalk afterwards. Anyone with information, please contact New Haven Police at 203-946-6304. Now, these are just a few hate crimes that have happened, and there's so many more that need coverage. There has been so much racism and blame for COVID towards the Asian community, and it is honestly appalling. I reported a statistic earlier this week on my Instagram about how Asians have seen a 1900% increase in hate crimes in America, and it is reported that one in every four Asian Americans have experienced anti-Asian hate during this pandemic. We are really ignored or sometimes separated as a minority group and forgotten when it comes to experiencing pain due to our race as being, you know, the model minority. There is pain, there is racism, and in a time of celebration for many Asians with Lunar New Year, this is the last thing many want to fear about. If you witness hate crimes, report hate incidents at stopaapihate.org. I will also put this website in the description of this episode. President Biden signed an executive order to help combat hate crimes toward the Asian American community, and Vice President Harris is of Asian American bloodline, so it is frustrating to see it took countless efforts for a mainstream outlet to finally give these assaults a platform or voice in mainstream America. I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, since I live in a rather Republican town with people who do not believe in masks but somehow believed I could give them the virus, they would literally stare at me, mutter words, and then physically move themselves even farther than six feet just because I was Asian. Sometimes if I felt petty a certain day, I would cough loudly into my mask just to scare them because it is ridiculous the lengths people take to make it obvious that they are racist. Now, of course, my situation is minimal to the amount of hatred that is going on currently, but this is why we need to educate ourselves and our children on why being racist is essentially having a corrupt view on the world. Anti-Asian thoughts and hate crimes did not start with COVID, but was put more into light with how America views our race, especially when we had Trump saying stuff like Chinese virus. Like I said in my very first episode when I discussed Vincent Chin, there is injustice for Asian Americans that has been happening for longer than you think. So with that, I hope you stand in solidarity with Asian Americans during this difficult time. Now let me introduce the special guest of this episode, the one and only love of my life, drumroll please, Norman Contreras. Hi. So last Tuesday, we got early access to the movie, All the Boys, Always and Forever. Thanks, Asian American Girl Club, for putting this together. Before we get into our little Valentine special, we're going to talk about the movies. So let me tell you a little bit about the author behind these great movies, Jenny Han. She's a Virgo, aka a September baby like me, and she's Korean American. She attended the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Then in 2006, she received her Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing at the New School. In 2014, Han released to all the boys I've loved before. The novel was optioned for a screen adaptation within weeks of its publication. The sequel, P.S. I Still Love You, was released the following year and won the Young Adult 2015-2016 Asian Pacific American Award for Literature. The third novel, Always and Forever, Lara Jean, was released two years later. The film adaptation of the first novel starring Lana Condor was released on Netflix in August 2018. Now, Norman, now that you have practically been coerced into watching all the movies with me, what would you say is your favorite one? I mean, I like the second one because 
I don't like Peter Kravinsky, and I feel like it doesn't make sense that she's with him. I know it was fake to begin with, but after you meet John Ambrose, you're like, mm, that's the man. That's, <laughs> that's who she needs to be with. And I don't even know if it's really about like, oh, I want her to be with John Ambrose more than like, I don't want her to be with Peter Kravinsky. So um, yeah, they just seem like a better match to me, honestly. Yeah. And then one part I really like is when she's the toast. Or is it she the toast? And he's the, the egg. devil. Yeah. Oh, the deviled egg. Yeah, John Amber's the deviled egg. I that's part so funny. <laughs> I feel like that's something that we would have done if we were <laughs> children and we met when we were like in fifth grade. I mean, to be honest, when I was little, it was before Halloween. I, I guess like a lot of kids do that where they want to wear their costume. And I was a, a Digimon, and I was like, it was like really <laughs> big and bulky. And I was, my mom took me to the park, and I was just on the swings in my costume. Oh, you were little John Ambrose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy the last movie at least? Like, what was your favorite part? I don't know what favorite part, but the fact that how long it was was nice because if you're going to have something be the end and you're going to enjoy it, it's good to have it, like how long it is. Yeah, I felt like that movie was forever. It was like two hours long and I usually just like watching one hour and 20 minute movies. So it was pretty nice. I mean, I like the wedding. The wedding was nice because we're thinking about getting married and... There's a lot of pressure. <laughs> the Oreo. Uh, if you hear that little whining noise in the background, it's our dog Oreo wanting to go outside. <laughs> Don't tell him that because okay. we're bad dog parents. <laughs> yeah, he just got pee his poop his pants. <laughs> so yeah, right there. If you heard that, that's that's a dog, not a person. That's a dog. <laughs> so I have some questions for you about our love story. Is it correct that you thought I was Hispanic when you first met me? I mean, yeah, one of our coworkers looked Asian, and then to me, you looked Hispanic, so I made those assumptions, and then turns out he was Hispanic and you were Asian. Yeah, we used to call each other twins because we were the opposites. <laughs> so tell the listeners what happened on our first date at Herbert's. Herbert's is a Mexican restaurant, by the way, for people that don't know. Uh, I mean, I was super excited because I love Herbert's. I really do like eating there. And then uh, I was stoked because Usually, if you go on a date, there's these precautionaries you have to take, like, oh, do I have enough money in my bank account? Oh, like, am I going to look like a fool eating in front of them? And I wasn't really thinking about any of these things and just went to the date, you know, excited to to see her. And right when I sat down, I was like, oh, no, what if like, I look like a fool eating in front of her? Oh, no. Just so many things were running through my head. But I was having fun talking to her. But of course, being observant as she is, she noticed, why did he order this meal? Didn't take a bite. <laughs> Not one bite. <laughs> Took the whole meal to go and goes, don't worry, I'll pay for it. Walks over to the lady and goes, uh, here's my card. And it immediately gets declined. And all I do is just defensively go, I just got paid. I just got paid. I know I have money. And she's like, don't worry, I'll just pay for it. And, and the car ride, I was just going, I do have money. Yeah, literally, we worked the same job at the same place. So it was funny that that happened because I was like, literally, we both just got paid. So it's so weird that I have the money and you don't. And I was just like... I guess I'm the breadwinner from now on in this relationship. 
let's tell the story of who asked who out. Oh, yeah. She's probably going to lie to you and say <laughs> yeah. that, oh, she asked me out and it was so, uh, so wonderful and so creative. No, I asked her out first because... First off, a lot of lying happened about if I liked her or if we were just friends or whatever. Oh, yeah. I was pretty bold at the beginning of us starting to date. I literally, we went to the movies one day and I said, do you like me? And he said... No, you said it as I was (laughs) dropping you off. You go, do you like me? And I was just thinking like as a friend does she like me if i say yes will it ruin our friendship i was thinking all these things so i just said yeah i like you as a friend and she literally looks at me oh, of course she's mad and goes is that a dog and then walks out of my car and goes in her apartment <laughs> i was so mad that day and my sister was in town so i literally like slammed his door and walked into my apartment and just like started yelling pretty much to my sister about how he's taken me on all these days and then tells me that he likes me as a friend but of course we are at the point where we obviously love each other so that's in the past oh my gosh Oreo do you want to be part of this episode so tell them what happened before our first kiss like well first off you didn't even say I asked you out I asked you out and you you said no you told me no yeah I just wasn't ready yet I wanted some more time you know yeah it's cool let me just ask you if you like me embarrass you get mad at you and then decline your offer to be my boyfriend It was, what, Halloween night that I was like, when am I going to be your boyfriend? And then I literally told him, I was like, on an even number day, because I just don't like odd numbers. So even numbers are always what I'm trying to strive for. And it was really late at night, so I don't remember that. (laughs) And so... I don't remember that at all. And so I wrote him a note the day that I asked him out and was like, it's an even number day. And he just literally stared at me and was like, I have no clue what this means. And so I literally had to say it like I'm asking you out. And yeah. And then she <laughs> took my pizza. I had a whole pizza in my hand. She took my pizza and left. And <laughs> no, so I was like, you well. gave it to me. <laughs> I was like, well, there goes my new girlfriend with my whole pizza. <laughs> It was a good pizza too. So what is your favorite Filipino food? Oh, that's so hard because I think it's also good. Yeah. <laughs> like recently they just opened a, a Jollibee in San Antonio. Oh, love it. Oh gosh. We, oh, we didn't go. Go when? We, we did go. Yeah, but we were supposed to get it again. <laughs> but the Pala Bok. just keeps wanting to go every time we're in San Antonio. I mean, it's just so good. The Pala Bok, it's my first time having because we had it in Houston, but I don't remember them having Pala box so all we had was filipino spaghetti and fried chicken and i think we had chicken adobo at the time because they weren't sold out because at the new location they literally sold out chicken adobo in like first couple minutes and that line was like an hour so i got paula bok 10 piece spicy half spicy and then what else did we get oh the mango pie the, was it peach mango pies yeah those are really good especially hot they're really good hot yeah <laughs> Oreo's literally in my lap now and he's trying to get to the microphone. So do you know any words in Tagalog? Yeah, a lot of them are like Spanish words. So some of the first words I learned were like Kamusta, yellow. I learned the numbers like uno, dos, tres, ocho, ocho, ocho. But yeah, I know some words or like some of the words that I that aren't conjugates. Oh my God, he's just dry heaving over there. He's fine, everybody. Yeah, he's fine. He's 16 years old. He's done this his whole life. He's He's okay. Oh, yeah, like, salamat. Where did we get engaged, and how did you do it? Um, we went to Palo Duro. Palo Duro Canyon is near Amarillo. We had gone there before, and it's 
I don't know, it's really enjoyable. It's like the way you can think of it is the Grand Canyon of Texas. And it's funny because the first time we went there, we were trying to go to the Grand Canyon oh and we got gosh. stuck in this decrepit hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and and she, in bed, she's laying next to me and goes, are we going to go Grand Canyon tomorrow? It was hailing, snowing, storming and everything in Arizona at the time. I just looked at her like, no, because I drove the whole way and was like, no, I'm not going to drive in hail in an yeah. area unknown and especially I, in my car that's also 16 years old i don't think it would have been smart to do that but i totally forgot about the decrepit hotel <laughs> so we didn't stay there when we got engaged but we stayed there the first time we went to paladuro and i literally looked up the hotel because it was like a little motel and it was the only one available because we didn't plan ahead we just went and didn't get a hotel and it was all booked at the nice hotels. And so we were like, you know, why not just go to this motel? And literally the first review on Yelp was, yeah, this place is decrepit. And I was like, what do they mean by that? And we went in and <laughs> we literally were falling asleep and the lights were all off. And then the light in the bathroom started flickering. And I was like, no, this is some ghost stuff that I am not okay with. Yeah, we were kind of scared of the restroom cause like all the panels were missing. So like the, all the wires were exposed. The shower had no curtain. It was like almost like a prison shower where you just kind of walk in the middle of the room and it wasn't like, oh, it's like a rain shower. No, it's just the shower head sticking out of the wall. Yeah, but you know what they did give us? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us those McDonald coupons and they were like, honestly, this is for people in the summer, but we're just gonna give it to y'all because we were like the only people that were staying there at the time. So thank you for the McDonald's. I don't remember the motel name, but- It's um, Buffalo Inn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> But it was nice. But this time we actually stayed at a hotel because we had Oreo with us and we wanted it to be nice experience. And yeah, we got engaged at Paladero Canyon on our little hike up the up the little mountains or what the little canyons. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> we just went on this big rock and I proposed there. But it was funny because Oreo was there yeah. and he's so small. And everyone that takes their dogs like these big labs or whatever, mm -hmm. retrievers hiking with them. And we just had a little, little Oreo. I remember a lady when we were there near like the visitor center, she was like, oh my gosh, I have a dog. He's uh, 14. He's also a Shih Tzu, but I didn't bring him because I didn't think he could handle this. And I was like, hold up, lady. This dog is six. 16 years old he can hike up these mountains you can do it too but obviously oreo got tired halfway through we had to like just let him sleep in the car for a little bit while we drove around but it was it was sweet i liked it and i love the canyons look and everything so it was perfect are you excited to marry me i mean yeah that's what <laughs> i was talking about in the for the third movie was the wedding the fact that like a lot of people have pressure on should i have a big wedding should i have a small wedding where should it be and blah blah all that wedding planning but for me it's just the intimacy of you're my life partner i get to be with you and this is a symbol of forever you mm -hmm. know so i don't need this big extravagant wedding and all that so i just wanted my personal preference is to elope have us go somewhere really nice really cool and just have fun with just you know you and me and be intimate so if we get eloped i'm sorry to all my friends <laughs> but you can be there if you want to see us but we'll see it's still a long ways away we got to graduate first and then we're gonna get married and start our lives after that <laughs> although our lives are already here but you know i mean it's different we're gonna have like a it's gonna be a huge change of pace you know it's i think sometimes people think that like they, when they look at us they're like oh they're married they're already done and stuff <laughs> and it's like no like our lives are gonna there's gonna be a drastic shift when we're married because we get to make bigger decisions i feel as a married couple that we couldn't make as we were dating it's obviously gonna be exciting because we're gonna move after we graduate out of texas if you don't know 
if you're listening to this and you don't know where I'm located, I'm in Texas. So, final question. Mm. Will you be my Valentine? <laughs> 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 Will you be my Valentine? Mm, I had to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> he already asked me like a few weeks ago, so <laughs> this yeah. is just a little joke. So, if you liked having Norman on the podcast, let me know. He was a little nervous before this to be on because he was like, what if they don't like me? And I'm like, you're fine. They probably don't like my voice, but <laughs> it's okay. So follow me on Instagram at your favorite Asian podcast and hit that follow button if you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any cases that you would like me to cover, please email me at your favorite Asian podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to show kindness and advocate for equality. Pa'alam, and I'll talk to you again next Sunday. Thank you.